and welcome to the Christian Nerd of Godcast. My name is Scott Higa. I'm the Christian Nerd. And this is a new endeavor between myself and my best internet friend, Tony T, the captain of the SS Nerd of Godcast. Hi, Tony. Hi, Scott Higa. So a couple weeks ago, oh, maybe it was a couple months ago, you said, hey, we we should record a podcast together on a regular basis because we are friends. And basically, the only time we ever really have a long conversation is when we're recording it on the internet. Yeah, I I really, it comes from a desperate need to have a conversation with someone my own age. Well, uh, closer to your age. Closer. Okay, hey, hey you're, you're close. <laughs> you're close. But uh, yeah, the, we had a great group on the Nerd of God cast, but none of them remember what rewinding a VHS tape was like. So. Be, or, or why you would need a specific machine in your house to do just that. Exactly. Because the VCR doesn't do the... it fast enough. Yes. So get weird. It, man. This is so, a guy yeah. who gets it right here. I get it. So Tony said, hey, we should do this. And then uh, we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. So less than 18 hours ago, I texted Tony said, hey, do you want to record a podcast tomorrow? He said, it's hey, got to be before 5 o'clock p.m. Florida time. Instant in season and out of season, my friend. So, yeah. we're, so we're trying to figure out how this will be different from our – so this will be a simulcast. So I'll release it at my normal time on Mondays. Tony will release it on – I'm assuming on Mondays just on his feed. But on the off weeks that the Nerd of Godcast doesn't have a show would, would be my thought for you or not that we would always have one on the off weeks but when we do have one it would be when you don't have your own show or this might be a train wreck and we'll decide let's never do this again i don't think it'll be a train wreck we're both fairly competent individuals we like each other we don't need anyone really to encourage us to say something into a microphone we already got we always have something locked and loaded and ready to go always we're we're pastors that's what we do (laughs) so whether you're listening to this on the christian nerd feed or the nerd of godcast feed this is our show and so some weeks i may start yeah some weeks i may be you know more guiding the ship that's the case this week since tony didn't really need or have any time to prepare but other weeks and so we'll try to differentiate it from both of our shows like we won't really need to have nerd news because we cover those things we might i'm thinking we should go back over the marvel cinematic universe again in 2019 yes, and just please. do a countdown of our not not like reviewing but countdown our favorite ones like pick 20 to 16 then i'll say my 20th favorite you'll say your 20th favorite and just maybe we'll do that getting ready so for many. So many options. It's like a big blank canvas of opportunity. It is. I use that word a lot in my sermon this weekend opportunity. So speaking of, no, no, not blank. Blank. Yeah, all all the places I wanted to cuss, I just said blank. Blank. And then they knew what I was talking about. I don't curse when I'm preaching. Anyway, so speaking of the weekend, how was your weekend, Tony? (laughs) It's been great. I I was out of town for about five days this week doing a wedding for a family from my church, uh, one of my old youth group kids from back in the day. So uh, being out of town for so long, I've been playing catch up because, you know, like for every day you're gone, it takes three days to recover. So it's been busy. Yeah. How was the way? It was in North Carolina, right? You sent me some pictures. It was snowing. It was snowing, which for a Florida kid is great. It's cool to see. You know, we drove up there. It was cold. It was beautiful. It was lovely. And and this is a pretty cool, smart kid. He's been on our show before. He's a musician from Los Angeles and a great, great talented kid. So it, it was... Um, it was planned to be this before we even knew it was going to be snowing, but they had a reception outside with hot cocoa and s'mores, and it was all accompanied by the Skyrim soundtrack. So it was just nice. immaculate. It was wonderful. I want to play Skyrim. I remember what it was like to play video games before I had an infant daughter. 
Yeah, remember that? I, I barely. It's the 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 memory is getting foggier as I go along. But the nice thing is, and she's getting older. But uh, your daughter's two now, almost. There's three. Two right? and a half. She's two and a half. She'll be three two, in April. Yeah. It's cool because I was listening back the other day after you took over my show last week. I was listening to our first crossover episode when you were first on the show. And that was really exciting to me because I thought, man, we have a really good rapport. Like, we can converse pretty yeah. well together. And, uh, and so I was thinking about that. And you were talking about having a newborn. I think she was only like seven months old at that oh, time. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. It was amazing to think, like, she's grown up so much. And, like, I don't know your daughter except for through the internet and a couple times when I've Whoa. seen her on Skype. <laughs> so, so, but it's just cool. To, like, I get I to watch this kid grow up. I do not put my daughter on the up. internet, I promise. I don't post my yeah, daughter Except for your pictures oh, that you'll okay, post okay, okay. of your daughter uh, dressed up as Captain Marvel. You know, oh, you're a good so daddy. Good. You know? So it's cool for me to be able to see, you know, like, your little girl growing up. And it's it reminds me of my son, who's 16 years old now. 16, you know, how he's grown up. It comes quick, dude. Don't I blink. That yeah. is the cool part about having, you know, having done a podcast now. I think we've both been at it for three years, three and a half years yeah. of just being able to look back. It, it's just fun to go back and ha- conversations I had with Ron and just what we were experiencing and going through and just, you know, yeah, we're, ta- we're like talking about, oh, like Alicia's pregnant. Oh, she's, you know, in the shows I recorded yeah. you, a month after she was born and I'm sure I sounded like a zombie and you know the first time i heard christian on your show and he sounded like a 12 year old girl and now he's a man you know just all those things it's great it's it's fun to have an audio journal of kind of your life over these past three years which for sure you know i i've thought about it when you know at some point i'm gonna die or i've even thought like if i if i die tragically i know this is taking a quick turn don't worry i think about me dying tragically all the time it's okay oh my goodness I know it's weird. So, but I've, I thought, like, what if I died early and Clara didn't really have to get a chance to know me? She would have a very large library of which to really understand me as a person. She could look at the blog that I wrote for eight years, and she could also go back and listen to just hours and hours of me talking and content. So she wouldn't, you know, like it's like there we there's not like you can't do that with your parents. You can't go back and listen to them talking to microphone for hours upon hours to get a sense of who they were. But what wow. a you know like. It'll, Claire will be able to do that. Like her kids will be able to do that. like, oh, listen to your great grandpa. He was an idiot, but he recorded himself a lot so we could <laughs> listen to things that he said. He was an I, idiot, I, but he sure was vain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's I think really that's amazing. Cool. I've never really thought of, I've never thought about it in that context before. And and you know, to your credit, your show is a really good window into your personality, especially now that you've been doing it on your own and kind of this newest iteration. Uh, I really feel like I've gotten to know you a lot better through your show. Uh, you know, your your devotion time and the things that are important to you. Even getting to hear you preach from time to time when you decide to be lazy and use one of those as an episode. <laughs> um, uh, I preach this really, weekend, so we got one of those remarkable. coming up pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it is weird. I mean, just think about, I mean, we don't know. Like, we've never met in real life, but I consider no. you a friend. I, we're not catfishing each other at this point. I think we're fairly secure in, in saying that. But, yeah, I, for all the ills that the Internet has brought into our world, I mean, it's great that we have this relationship. I mean, everyone on your crew, like, I genuinely like them and love them and pray for them. And after last time we recorded, like, was very much concerned for Jackie, you know, just all these things yeah. that happened because – of the internet. And so, yeah, there's yeah. horrible things that come about from it, but it, it, it can be a great thing. It can. So still the playing catch-up. The power catch up. is yours. Yeah, playing catch-up. Anything, anything else from this week? Did your wife go with you to the wedding? She did, and I made my son go. He didn't want to go because he didn't want to miss school, but I, I made him go, Nerd. and I'm glad that I did. 
Yeah, you know, but he understands the value of uh, it has, takes three days to make up for one day yeah. worth of work. He's back in his room right now doing homework and trying to get caught up. But uh, it, it was good to have that family time. And as he's getting older, I'm realizing that the clock is counting down. And I've got to make every opportunity count to yeah. have those memories and have that time. So I'm glad he went. That's awesome. Because unlike weekend. you, I'm not I'm not deluded enough to think that he's ever going to go back and listen to my podcast <laughs> yeah, no, to I don't, get I don't, to know me. I'm not deluded enough to think anybody <laughs> listens to it now. I'm shocked that they do when, other than my sister, I know she listens every time. But other than that, I'm pretty impressed when anybody is like, hey, I'm like, what? You listen? That's dumb. Like, like, and especially if it's like somebody random that I don't know in real life. Um, there's a guy named Sam. I don't know what I know his Twitter handle, but I, he's and he's great. And he always, he sent me an, uh, an image of his son dancing to the theme music of my song. Like that's Aww. just like that's just dumb that anyone like you know like anybody listens yeah. to what I have to say. Like I'm, I I make no you know there's no I don't try to be anybody else other than who I am. And so if people want to listen to that, that's great. If they don't, <laughs> I totally understand why you wouldn't want to. I've had um I've had over the past couple months a couple new families that have come to our church and they're you know young couples we don't have any kind of history or relationship but in conversation they'll find out that the, we have a podcast that it exists and uh, they'll come back the next week and they'll say oh hey we listen to your podcast and I don't know how to react to that I'm kind of like well you're gonna <laughs> and, have to give and me a we're follow leaving up. the church we yeah, just came like. to tell you we're not coming back I don't know if I'm supposed to say <laughs> thanks or yeah. I'm sorry or what. <laughs> So, you're right. Yeah, we'll get, a, rid, of, we'll get rid of Steven. You're you're right. We'll get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. No, we keep Steven around. He's a good kid. He is. Good. Well, I'm glad you had a good weekend. My weekend was normal. Just preached and folded laundry. Watched we binged watched three whole episodes of the British baking show last night. I mean we so, you you have that, but I lived the British baking show. I know, yesterday. I saw your wife posting pictures. Listen. No joke. There are families over here right now sorting cookies. So all day yesterday, like from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., they came over and baked the whole day. This is like their family tradition. So they came out. Final tally was 1,711 cookies. That's a crap ton of cookies. That's a crap ton of cookies. It's a lot. It's a lot. Are I'm they, a fat man. Are they, are, they even lots, I'm are they lots of different ones? Are they all the same or just No, yeah, they do like uh, like a lemon cookie, a, a pecan cookie, pecan cookie if you're not from a certain region, uh, chocolate chip, peanut butter with the little Hershey's kiss kind of thing on there, oh, sour yeah. cream cookies, Christmas cookies, sprinkle cookies. Uh, I mean, just a, a whole variety, and they're all uh, better than the one before. Really good stuff. So are you engorging yourself on cookies? Are you sick? No, no, not at all. Like uh, just a, a schmeckin is, is sufficient, um, but it, it is impressive. Yeah, my niece had a birthday party that we didn't go to, but then we had lunch with them afterwards on Saturday, and they got a box of really good donuts, and my sister sent them home with me. So I think in the past 24 hours, I've basically just been eating donuts. So I don't feel very oh, good. Wow. <laughs> Because a donut never sits right. A donut, uh, it's just, a, it seems like a good idea at the time. And, and and one donut begets two donuts, and then two donuts opens the opportunity, well, I might as well finish the box, and, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to die. Yeah. Speaking of dying and being old, one of our first segments, the first segment that you'll ever hear is called Old Men Yelling at Clouds. Off my lawn. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. boo! Old men yell at clouds. 
All right, and old men yell at clouds. Tony and I, we're not that old, but we feel older than we are, I think, because we spend so much time around people younger than us. Yes, That's, on the sliding scale, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you spend most of your time around people who are 30 years or younger as a, as oh, yeah. you know in your in your ministry and, and 30s was, on the high end it's yeah, mostly absolutely. between their, 15 to 22 yeah and so i've had that experience like most of my friends are younger than me i mean other than the friends i've known since before as youth pastor. but now that i've been youth pastor, all of my friends are just former students who are 10 to 15 years younger than i am but that's okay. But sometimes, like Tony said, he's on his show and I'm listening and I'm just shaking my head because they have no idea what you're talking about. No. no. And Young kids these days with their internets and their Snapchats, they don't know. They don't know. And so this is our opportunity to get on the internet and complain about things that young people don't know about. And Do you sit- remember when you used to have to wait to see what the picture you just took looked like? You'd have to take it to the drugstore and wait an hour at the least? I know. And if you it was bad, it was bad. If it was bad, you still had to pay for it. Exactly. And now you just take as many pictures as you want, delete them. All, but that's the problem. Anybody takes a picture of themselves, it's just of themselves now. And only people only ever take selfies. Sometimes I, what they eat, they take pictures of what they eat. I'll do that sometimes. But I don't post it. I'll just send it to somebody. Like, but I wish that I could go back I'm in eating. time and take pictures of the things that I ate back in, like, 82. You know, like McDonald's when it still came in, the styrofoam boxes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, all the foods that are gone. Like taking, yeah. I, I wish I had a picture of fourth grade me sipping an ice-cold ecto-cooler. That's – we didn't do it back then. <laughs> Tony Tony said he's not a fan of this segment, but clearly he is. But, but I've been waiting for it. This <laughs> I've is, been holding now it Now the door's open. All right, so this will probably be a recurring. That might just be its own show. Tony complains about things that <laughs> what things were like when he was younger. But specifically today, Tony, I would love to to hear your thoughts and we can share about online shopping. Because it's oh, the yeah. holiday season, I'm sure. You, I know you're a big Black Friday shopper, but usually you say that's just for stuff that you want. But a lot of shopping that I do is online because it is so darn convenient. If you have that Amazon Prime, if you pay for it, you order something on your phone on Saturday morning, and it's in your mailbox on Monday afternoon. That What a time to be alive. That, you can't beat that. And I, it caught me thinking, like, do you remember buying something online before that, like in the early 2000s? And it was horrible. I had uh, this built-in, and I don't even know why, distrust or a dislike or a, a, it was I found Amazon very distasteful when it first came out and I remember it was a bookstore yeah. primarily right when it first mm-hmm. started yep and uh, I remember thinking who is going to buy books from the internet like you have you want to thumb through it you want to look at it like there's just bookstores are so valuable as an institution yeah. who doesn't want to go into their local B Dalton books or Walden books or borders or Barnes and Nobles like they'll never go away how can this Amazon thing ever be a success and boy was I wrong because I think that three of the four of those institutions I just mentioned are now belly up yeah in, in spite of the massive credit card debt I have from all of my tri- trips to borders they still managed to go out of business so yeah, come on it wasn't enough. So yeah, did do you do you remember buying stuff online before it was super convenient? No, I was I was always very hesitant to do it. I, I did some shopping on eBay because okay. there was you know rare toys to be found, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the place to do it. But I always I, I always felt very sketchy about it. I always felt like I don't want to put a credit card information yeah. out there on some website. Who knows on the who's on the other end of this thing? And it just always seemed really shady. But now. 
I mean, I don't even know the last time I, I bought something that I didn't just go to Amazon first. Yeah, or you, you think, oh, I'm going to go buy this, and then you waste three hours going to 12 different stores, and you can't find what you want, right. and then you're like, I'm just going to buy it on Amazon. I like I, I, I get why people like brick-and-mortar stores, and maybe it's not a great thing that everything's so conveniently available to us on the Internet. I understand that concept. But right. also, I was trying to buy some sandals, and I went to the mall. I went to five different stores, couldn't find what I wanted. I'm like, well, I'll just get them on Amazon because I wanted them the next day. But, or I wanted them that day. I'm like, well, well I'm just going to on the Amazon because they have everything that I want. Yeah. And, and and there's some things you get the same day. I know. That, that's staggering. That's Star Trek level futuristic. I, when's Amazon going to deliver my replicator so I can just... Well, it's coming. I mean, do you, not, do you not think that eventually they're going to find a way to be fast enough to give it to you right away? Well, they have the drones. That's pretty fast. It's eerily fast. Well, but it's it'll, cool. probably, it'll probably happen when everyone gets an advanced enough 3D printer, and they'll just send it to your printer, and then it'll just print it out for you. What a time to be alive. That would be crazy. So, But it is so much. I remember, I remember on eBay. So some of the first things I bought online, and this is going to be embarrassing, but they were promotional 8x10s signed by WWE superstars. <laughs> Those are some of the first things I bought online. I'm not going to lie. Some of the first things I bought on eBay were promotional <laughs> 8x10s signed by WCW oh, superstars. Okay. And I still have the the Rey Mysterio, Billy Kidman, Scott Steiner, and Scott Hall. I still don't know if them. I have any more of them. But I, I, I remember buying those on eBay. And it, it was. It did feel somewhat like a crapshoot that yeah. you check this person's feedback, and nobody really left feedback back then. So how's this no. going to work? You're like, okay, I'm going to put my debit card number in here, and hopefully it just shows up. And there yeah. was no tracking. There was no way to know. And no. there was always really expensive shipping and handling. Like, that's the crazy thing to me is that I spend $120 on Amazon every year, and I don't have to pay for anything. I mean, I know mm. I'm paying for it, but it just shows up. It's it's the it's magic. best. It's magic. And it's even better, like, thinking back, I, you know, we've both read a lot of comic books. Just go back to comics, and they have those order forms inside the comic. Like, mm -hmm. that's even crazier that you would fill out that, f you would tear a sheet out of your comic book. Yeah. You would fill out the form, put, put in, in the a credit card number, like, write yeah. down a credit card number, put it in an envelope, and then wait, this is the word, six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. Send it in cereal box tops to get, you know, a, a Tony the Tiger breakfast bowl or something like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, you would, you'd put things in the mail. Like, you would have to mail it from your house, like, lick stamps and put it on something and then just leave it in the box and trust that it was going to get where it was going to go. And you just never really knew. Have they delivered it? Have they processed it? Have they returned it? There was just no way to know. Uh, it was... It was terribly inconvenient, but because we didn't know any better at the time, I feel like there was something wonderful about it. Like every day, looking out my front window for when the mailman would come and, oh, did he put something large and rectangular in the box? I'm going to go run down. Finally, it's my mystery box or, you know, my yeah, th Tor those... Johnson mask or something <laughs> that I ordered out of the back of a comic book. Those six to eight weeks as a 11 year old were the only weeks you cared about the mail because otherwise you're a kid you don't care about mail but <laughs> for six mail. to eight weeks you, you're just checking you just mark day. it down every day every day and uh and we used to order stuff all, all the time when i was a kid we would uh, i loved 
infomercials the before they were the big half hour things i, I love anytime kids get your parents get permission before you call and i would I, we ordered um so many different things like records and i mean like big vinyl records before they were hipster things i had the uh disco mickey mouse and some of the disney sing-along ones and i had flash beagle which was the snoopy's interpretation of flash dance soundtrack wow. and it came with a tote bag do you remember this may be just a touch before your time do you remember a, a book club called sweet pickles no i do not remember okay somebody out there who is aged like myself (laughs) will remember uh sweet pickles was they would send you a box a carrying case that was shaped like a little green van and it had all the characters in it and they would send you a book every month it was uh and each one was a different character story and you would collect them in your little tote box and it was a pretty cool little gimmick but i used to love subscription services like that uh when i was a teenager i got into the columbia house record oh yeah columbia house definitely and I used to love it when my Columbia House CDs would come in. It was great. I would just sign up and get the six CDs for a penny and then cancel or move or whatever. You canceled? Oh. Nice. We, we ended up paying. No, I, I remember doing that and being so excited to have a CD come. Like I remember one of the albums I got. It's a Harry Connick Jr. album called She. And if it had been a tape, I would have worn that thing out because I just listened to it all the time, yeah. just over oh, yeah. and over. And it came to me in the mail. And now it's better to be able to go on my phone with my Apple Music subscription, and I could pull up that album by Henry Connick, Harry Connick Jr., and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to wait six to eight weeks. I could just listen to it. But yeah. I think one of the one of the dangers is it sets in us this idea of immediate gratification that everything should be that way. And you know, there's lots of spiritual implications for that. But even yeah. just when you order something, because I ordered, I I don't often give in to the the targeted ads that pop up in my social media. I try mm-hmm. to avoid it because I would be responding to a bunch of hot toys that come up after I talk to you on my Facebook yeah. feed. Sorry. But some uh, but the Infinity Gauntlet mug popped up on <laughs> my feed from a website called Merchoid. And you I thought ordered it. that is awesome. That is an amazing <laughs> mug. I love the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe and I yeah. want to drink out of the Infinity Gauntlet. That that'll look awesome. So I ordered it and it said order I think I ordered it in May when the movie was coming out. It says orders will be filled to July. I'm like, okay. So I waited July came, August came, September came. Eventually, I sent them an email. I was like, hey, I ordered this thing. Like, what's the deal? And I kind of used my stern voice. I sent it from my Gmail account, not my church account, so they wouldn't know that I was a Christian. And they're like, oh, we've received your order. We'll process it. I'm like, were you just going to wait until I emailed you to process? And then it showed up. You know, I think they're in England, so it took a while. But eventually, I got it. But it was just that feeling of I'm used to hitting order on my phone, and then three days later, it's showing up at my house. And then, but to have to wait five months for something, it was almost unbearable. Well, I know that you were sad about that, but think about how long Thanos has been waiting for those stones <laughs> to come together. It'll make you a little less sad, I'm sure. That's true. And we could dive into all the spiritual implications of wanting something right now, but we have a yeah. section for that. It's called, we- <laughs> and we're not even going to talk about that, but just hold that thought in your head. You know that you don't need to hear us tell you about that. That, that's also the problem I think that we'll have with this endeavor is we're both pastors, so we just always want to jump and make spiritual connections for people. I'm like, it's okay. People can make that connection themselves. Do, do, you yeah. find, do you find yourself in your everyday life when you're just talking to friends or somebody or somebody's having a problem that you immediately want to go into pastor mode and just like, well, let me share with you the depths of my knowledge that I've studied God's word and been enlightened and, impro- and, a, and a prophet. You're a bishop. I mean, there's a lot there. Like, do you find you have to, like, hold that back and, like, this person just needs me to be a friend right now. 
Not occasionally, a occasionally, I, I I tend to work in analogies more than in scripture. So I'll find myself uh, reverse engineering a Bible lesson. So instead of saying, "Well, this reminds me of a scripture," and let me unpack the exegesis of the blah blah blah, uh, no, I'll end up turning it into a story more about you know video games or cartoons or <laughs> more likely food. That's sort of my go-to <laughs> analogy. But uh, yeah, so as we talk about those sort of things, I, I do try. There's a lesson in everything. And yeah. if you can get it in without being uh, the brainy smurf of just like, well, Papa Smurf always says. If you can do it in a tactful way, there's there's the right way to do it. But, uh, yeah, you never want to be like, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not the kind of guy that just stays on the clock, you know? Yeah, the clock's always going in pastoral ministry. We should have a section, too, just complaining about being pastors. It'll be really relevant for us, and everyone else will skip through it. So, okay, that's what I wanted to say. Like, It's it's Sunday afternoon right now. It's 4.30 here, which makes about one thirty there. I yep. can never tell daylight savings yep. how that works. We're, so we're you, on the same schedule always. You just got home from yep, church. I did. And uh, so it used to be when you and Ron were recording that you recorded really early. On Saturday morning, yeah. Saturday morning. So you guys always kind of have this, like, it's early, sleepy vibe. And then you, the reverse criticism was our show would record really, really late. So we kind of had this late, sleepy vibe. Now, this is not prime time for me. I don't know how it is for you, but Sunday afternoon is nap time. This is prime snooze time. Now, I don't I'm, know if you I'm, can do that with a two-and-a-half-year-old. I. It depends. I'd have to ask Alicia's permission. <laughs> like, hey, can I take a nap? Oh. Uh, That's so, so sad. Yeah, no. Mostly in life, I, it's all prime time. I just have to be going, I think. Like, sleep time is sleep. That's when I go to bed. But, you know, like, I wanted to do this, and so I texted you. But I also remember when you first asked me about it, I asked Alicia. You said, well, you can do it. You just can't do it on Saturdays because that's our time to be together as a family. So I'm like, well, and That's what good. About? That's important. Yeah. So, so I figured, sometimes it sounds like Alicia's telling you what to do because she's bossy, but it seems like she's telling you what to do because you really need someone to keep you no, in, in the lane. No, she's never bossy. I don't want that to be I – know, I know I say I asked for, ask for permission, but that's because, like, I want to be a good husband and care about Did her Did you needs mean and, to throw up air quotes when you said never bossy? I don't know what I did. No, no you, you didn't. I'm teasing. I'm te Nobody can see that. I, I know. <laughs> anyway. No, so I, but, it, but you need that. You need to have, we yeah, need no, to have yeah. someone that, that can help us because of our overactive either obligation to the duty of ministry or if, if, if we don't do it, somebody, nobody will do it, uh, or just our need to be like there for everyone all uh -huh. the time. I mean, we'd wear ourselves out if we didn't yeah. have someone that came behind us and said, all right, now it's a little family time. Yeah. Now it's a little, you need to, you need to rest and recover and take this time off. Yeah. And even, you know, like podcasting and blogging and writing and side gigs it's just, it's just i could fill i could fill my days and never see my wife or, or clara and i don't want to do that and so i want to be sensitive to that and so if she says you can't do it on saturdays I'm like all right i mean yeah. like she'd probably let me do it saturday mornings at five because nobody else is awake but you're not awake at eight o'clock on saturday morning do you wake up at I eight o'clock on saturday i do i mean i wake up early typically okay so yeah i, I, mean, I maybe... can't i don't think i could physically sleep past 8 a.m oh I slept till seven this morning. That was really late for a Sunday, but I'm like, this yeah. is so nice. <laughs> All right. Since we have pastor's hearts and we like talking about Jesus, and this is the Christian Nerd of Godcast, we do have a little section called Bible Study. Bible Study.
Bible study, Tony, we're just going to look real quick at a passage of scripture. We're not going to super unpack it, but just look at a passage, say, hey, what do you think about this? And hopefully offer you some encouragement. So today we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 56. It's Mary's song. And I'll go ahead and read that, Tony. Next time yeah. you can read it if you want. And, and we're not going to super unpack it. See, he, he said putting away his Hebrew Greek dictionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know anymore Hebrew or Greek. Anyway, and Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Then Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. I just preached on Joseph this morning, so I'm super steeped in this story. Tis so, the uh, what, uh, what, what are the questions I asked you, Tony? What excites you about this passage? You know, as I was thinking about it, I, I, my first thought was it's so commonplace uh, that it becomes background noise. You hear mm. it and you just blow right past mm-hmm. it. And you're like, okay, this thing happened. Mary reacted. Let's get to the story. And and, and and I hate that. I hate when scripture becomes white noise. Yeah. So I really try to look at it from a, a different perspective. And I got excited about it because I realized this is not just Mary's story. Okay, this is dumb, but this is exactly what I said before. This is how my pastor <laughs> mode works. Analogies. Do you remember General Grievous? Yes, I, I'm aware of who he is. Okay. Um, okay, good. Fantastic. On this nerdy Christian podcast, I'm bringing What's both a worlds together. Yeah, okay. General Grievous, uh, which I still don't fully understand, like, what the dude's background was and everything like that. I just know he comes in, he's like, I have many lightsabers. I will kill you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kautuku taught me how to fight you. Yeah, exactly. So there's that. And then look how many lightsabers I have and arms and whatnot. But one of the cool things that I kind of imagined in the back of my mind, the first time I saw General Grievous, I realized my dude has some, like, bronchitis or something like that. Do you remember? Yeah. That he was wheezing and coughing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and I Which thought, is weird with a robot who also has a heart. I mean, it's just a weird. Right. But <laughs> think about how it's not weird at all because my thought was, what if General Grievous was a prototype for Darth Vader? Mm. Like they use that technology on him. That I mean, Darth Vader has a distinctive wheeze, yeah. right? His breathing mechanism. So, so what if what was in Grievous was eventually perfected in Anakin? So there was like this whole uh, initial version, which is cool and impressive for what it is, but we don't even realize that it's simply a prelude for the perfected version, which is to come. And as and that sounds really weird, and it's not an answer to your question. But <laughs> what if, as we read what Mary writing here we're actually seeing the the shadow we're seeing the general grievous the 1.0 of what we would eventually become as bearers of the holy spirit after pentecost if, if as i was looking through and reading it i feel like everything that she says is something that we could be able to say after being saved and mm. and, and filled with god's spirit which is really essentially what she did in in a, in a physical way obviously i'm not saying yeah. that we're 
pregnant with the Lord, but that's not a necessary application of what's going on here. But, uh, you know, he's done great things for us. You know, he's bringing mm. mercy, mm-hmm. not only to us, but through us, you know, showing his great strength and uh, bringing down the mighty. I mean, this is a great description to me of what's happening in the church age, in an age when there's so many people that are empowered by this. And I got excited because Sometimes when we read this story, we we see here's a baby and he's in the manger. But Mm -hmm. what we're really seeing is I am preparing a people to be a light in the world and to to bring my presence and my healing and and my ministry uh, to to the darkness. This is something that's for everybody. It's good good tidings, great joy. It's for all people. Mm -hmm. And and we, uh, even to this day, get to be a part of it. That excited me. And yeah. that's easily the most excited I've ever been about anything with General Grievous in it. <laughs> Not even the Clone Wars? Did you ever watch Not all the Clone even, Wars? I didn't watch all the Clone Wars, but I watched enough to know that it was I, better than any of the prequel movies. Yeah, I've tried to get through it, but it's just it can it can be a slog and then you gotta like follow along with the actual correct order so it's not confusing and Yeah. It's tough. I, so, yeah. I appreciate the value of the Clone Wars. People yeah. that like the Clone Wars will fight you if you talk trash about the Clone Wars. That's like anything on the internet. If you say you like The Last Jedi, people will want to fight you. If you say you don't like The Last Jedi, people will want to fight you. I think people are just no in a fighting what. mood. Um, You're wrong, no matter what. <laughs> one of the things I, that excited me, and I think it was brought up in, I don't know, one of my seminary classes is just the idea that we just kind of what you're saying like we view mary as this sweet demure you know teenage girl just pondering these things in her heart and holding her baby but i love that you know her song it's very much like it's subversive and rebellious like saying the powers that be they're going to be torn down and those of us down here who've been you know subjected and enslaved and it's like hold down like we're going to be elevated so i love that part of it just i think the first time i saw it I was like oh yeah like she's not just this meek little girl like she's singing this song saying hey all you powers that be the real power is coming and we're going to be elevated because we're not full of pride in our hearts like we're we're the ones who are going to be elevated so i really like that part of it yeah, it's like it's almost like she had some insight into what was going on, and and she's not just this passive vessel of well, I'm pregnant now, so here's my job. Like either going into it or by some revelation that the word doesn't specifically imply, mm-hmm. uh, that she really has a good grip on what's happening here and 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 the full impact of what her obedience is going to yield. Yeah. And that's one of the things my next question first was what convicts us about this. And I think we'll probably keep that going. What do we what's interesting? What convicts us? And then what can we use to encourage others? But kind of what you're just saying is that, I mean, in scriptures, we're told that Mary often sits and ponders these things in her heart so that mm-hmm. she's not just they don't just happen. She just lived her life like stuff happens. And then she's withdrawing. She's like sitting and resting with God. She's resting with everything that he's shown her and told her and, and processing. What does this really mean? And I think that can be convicting for me because a lot of times God doing lots of really cool stuff in my life and around my life and through my life and i just i'm moving on to the next thing i don't i don't take the time to sit and rest and ponder and be with it to kind of mine it for deeper realities what god is doing and so i think man like if like why can't i be more like mary and really just like dive in to what god is doing in my life to come up with you know some some deeper insights into what's going on yeah, I agree. And that's that's right where I'm at right now is I feel like so many times, especially in vocational ministry, yeah. I, I think that we uh, we just kind of check the things off the list. And I'm not saying we're in a maintenance mode or apathy or that there's not something wonderful or beautiful about our, our faith, even though we're steeped in it. But 
sometimes we can go through things so quick and not really ponder, reflect, and realize this is bigger than my job description. This Mm -hmm. is bigger than me just doing the thing that God really is at work. And we can see that in the rear view, uh, but Mary had the unique position of mm. seeing it uh, with some foresight. And, mm. and I, 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 my conviction is, God, give me that vision. Help me to have the vision to have faith beforehand, to have mm. that trust and know, look, I might be going through an awkward, uncomfortable, uh, painful even situation, but God, what you're working through this, uh, it, it really is for my good and for your glory. Yeah. Yeah, God's so good. And what do Mary, you? I mean, Mary's awesome. Mary is awesome. And his last question, I think you sort of, sort of shared it, but what do you think could encourage? So if somebody's out there listening, and you know they've made it thirty-seven minutes. What do you, what <laughs> would what what's encouraging? What would you want to get get pastoral on me? What in this is encouraging for somebody that out there might be listening? Mary's a real person. She she's a real person. The Bible is not just a collection of stained glass windows or statues mm-hmm. or holy santos or uh, they're they're not these mythological characters. God intersects the lives of real people with real families, and she's she's going to stay with her you know her family members. There's real people, real places, real emotions, and yet they encounter a holy God and they they find themselves elevated and part of something extraordinary. I think so many times uh, in faith and in and religion, people uh, know all of the reasons why they should be disqualified and why they shouldn't mm. be part of the great thing that God's doing. Well, that's for uh, people that have a, a better education or people that have more opportunity or people that can communicate better than I can or who have more resources than I do. Oh, that's for that youth group that has a bigger youth room or for mm. that church that has a, a, a larger budget. That's not for us, but God consistently and continually and almost ridiculously uses the least likely people to do the most extraordinary things. Mm. And when I see Mary, I mean, she's just a sterling, sterling example of that, of all the ways that, that the Messiah of all the ways that God incarnate could come into this world. I mean, this guy could have an entrance like Ric Flair. This guy could come in. I'm just saying on the, the flaming chariot of fire. It's not like God is somehow low key, man. Uh, But he comes in in the most simple, most humble, most nondescript way and and, and really makes himself part of our story. And Mary gets to be a part of that and we get to be a part of that. That's uh, I just would tell every single person, no matter who you are, you are not disqualified. Hmm. Good word. And I really like kind of talking about Mary is that, excuse me, it wasn't just, you know, she wasn't just a normal person like God showed up. Like, that's very much the case. Like, she was a normal person God showed up. But God knew who Mary was. When when the gay, angel Gabriel first comes to her, he says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. And says, Mary, Mary was disturbed at this. She's like, what? Like, why, why am I highly favored? Like, what's going on? And then as we see the angel saying what's going to happen in Mary's response, you know, she says, how will this be? It's not a question of doubting God's ability. It's a question of... Well, I'm I'm a virgin, so like, what's what's the science of how this is going to happen? So even showing her response, like there wasn't any doubt. We talked about this in church. That's why it's in the forefront of mind. Like Zechariah doubted that God would get that Elizabeth would get, would get pregnant. Mary didn't doubt that she would get pregnant. She was just kind of like, well, what's 
how's it gonna happen you know because hey let let it be to me as you have said yeah and then and then ultimately she gets to a place of surrender and it's not like mary became a person who could be surrendered to god in that moment mary was doing things in her life to be a surrendered person to god's will whatever i think that's, that's what this passage implies like mary didn't just like run off to Bible camp and go, okay, now what does all this mean? I think that she had a decent understanding of God's character and his word beforehand. Uh, And and that just goes back to a a repetitive theme in my life. If, If you prepare, God will provide. Give God something to work with. Yeah, very much. And so what are the things that, like my encouragement to those of you listening, my encouragement to myself is what, what are the things that Mary was doing that we could follow her example that, you know, we don't know that much about her, but she was living in such a way to understand God's character and be surrendered enough to his will, even just as a faithful Jewish girl and not the mother of the Messiah, you know? And so yeah. what does it look like for us to just do those things faithfully to put us so that we can be surrendered to God's will? I mean, if an angel shows up and says, hey, do this. Great. I've been preparing myself for this. Now God's going to do something awesome. And even if an angel doesn't show up, God's going to give us something to do. And are we preparing ourselves enough to be surrendered to what God wants to have us do? Whether it's something amazing like an angel showing up or God calling you to the mission field or God calling you to be nice to your neighbor or God right. calling you to, <laughs> you know, buy a cup of coffee or co-work because they look like they're having a bad day. Like what are, what can we do now? Kind of like you're saying, how, how can we be prepared for what God's going to have us do in the future? Um, and I think Mary's a great... <laughs> Great I'm example. Sorry, I brought I brought this nasty cough back okay. with me from North Carolina. What's Mary going to do, or what what was Mary doing to to kind of have that surrendered heart? So, yeah. so yeah. So go ahead and take a look at that passage. Let us know what excites you about it, what convicts you, and and hopefully you were encouraged by what we had to share. That's what we hope for and pray for. And, and I, really do that, too, because I, I, I've read this so many times, but until Scott said, hey, let's talk about mm-hmm. this and this and this, until I was able to kind of contextualize it in my own experience and my own expectations, uh, I probably would have just glazed right over it. Yeah. So it really is helpful when you hear on a podcast or you hear in church someone say, well, what does this mean to you? Mm-hmm. Pause and, and do that because you're going to find the scripture just really unfolds itself in a marvelous way. Especially for a passage like something out of Luke 1 or any of the any of the Christmas narratives because we hear them regularly every, every year. We don't yeah. hear every other piece of scripture every year, but we hear these pieces of scripture every year. So it's easier just kind of like, oh yeah, I know. All right, move on. Yeah, so, yeah. rinse, repeat. Let us know. All right, I think that's it for this inaugural episode of the Christian Nerd of Godcast. Yay! What a fun thing. It and was. I love how our names just naturally segue into I one know. Another. It's like, it's the like Holy our celebrity was... couple podcast name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, who's going to break up with who to go start dating the new hot podcast? Uh, probably me. The sci-fi Christian. They've never yeah. like done anything to ever talk to anybody. Uh, okay, I don't want to now. Okay, only yeah, people do. that have made it this far in there. No, I'm going to say this. There has been a couple other podcasts of our ilk, but um, they don't seem to pr- always produce or, or maintain that consistency. It's like uh, it takes a lot of time and a lot of commitment to stay uh, at the plow yeah, in, no, in, in our field. Anytime anybody asks me about starting a podcast or a blog, I say don't. It's dumb. Like you, sh- you're not going to make any money off of it. <laughs> no. It won't. It will be an absolute labor of love. And if you actually want to 
grow an audience, not even a big audience, but sustain an audience, it takes consistency. Like you have to have, like, if I say I'm going to have something there every Monday morning and every Friday morning, then I have to have something there every Monday morning and every Friday morning. Because if I don't, people, they'll disengage, like they'll forget. Or, or or they'll be cheated because I said I was going to do this and then I did. I mean, it's such a it's such a weird thing. It does. It takes a lot to do it, and I don't I don't blame anyone who wants to start it and they can't finish it because it's it's hard, especially when you have a team, especially the oh, time yeah. that it takes to put into it. People don't really understand. So, uh, just from behind the curtain, love your podcast hosts, love the people <laughs> that create content, not just us. We're we're with you. We're we're consumers too. But the people that put out the great content, especially ministry content that you love and that you enjoy, uh, do the things that they ask you to to support them. You know, the liking and the sharing and the subscribing and the reviewing and all those things. It really does mean a lot and make a big difference. So keep the embers stoked. Sometimes your participation and encouragement is the very thing that keeps that ministry and that uh, media going. Yeah, no, I can't. I mean, it's dumb when random person out on the internet who I don't know says, hey, your podcast really encouraged me today. I've had a couple of people like, yeah, like I started listening to your podcast and I decided I wanted to be more committed to my faith. It's like what? Huh? No, that's not. That shouldn't happen. Like this is just a dumb podcast. Like that's not something that should help you love Jesus more. But if it does, hey, that's that's why I do it. And I know that's why yeah. you do it too, Tony. Well, so, no, we just get we get messages saying, "Hey, is Jackie single?" <laughs> that's what we get. Hey, can can you give Lisa Maria my phone number or? You know, she graduated. Is, is, is Neff really cute in real life or different things like that? Yes, you know? Neff is adorable in real he life. He is. He's so cuddly, ladies. Cuddle monster. <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott Heger at Christian underscore nerd or go to the Christianer.com to meet all your Christianer needs. Tony, where can people find you? You can follow me across the social medias at nerdofgodcast on nerdofgodcast.com or you can find all my stuff at thetonyt.com. You have a website? Yeah, well, it's really just a portal to all my connections, but it's easier than saying, uh, find me at the Tony T or it's me, Tony T. Or That's whatever. true. All right. Yeah, thetonyt.com. Uh, if you enjoy this, please listen so if you're listening to this on the christian nerd if you're listening on the christian nerd feed you've heard me before go listen to tony's show if you're listening to this on tony's feed you know go you listen li- to scotch hey show. i didn't have to say it that's great yeah i was trying to cut you off there i, I appreciate that and i think that's it so we're gonna we're, we're trying to workshop some ways to close out the show because on my show i say love god love others be a better nerd but it doesn't work necessarily and on your show I you say, say we ain't gotta go home but we can't stay here but you know it doesn't necessarily i'm already work home either. Me too. So we're going to try this one. We talked about it. So let us know how you like it. I'm going to say goodbye, Tony. And I'll say goodbye, Scott. And then I'll say goodbye, Internet. Have a great day.